I'm quickly uh, updating the show. I forgot to say this at the beginning. Uh, I'm hosting a League of Legends tournament on uh, Saturday, June 24th from 4 to 9 p.m. EST. It's going to be a tournament where you can sign up solo, you can sign up duo, you can sign up with a full group. Um, it's going to be a four fun tournament, no prizes. Um, the concept of the tournament is um, you, it's 5-5 on Summoner's Rift uh, where you get a random team. You're given five random characters. You have to make them work for your team comp. If you lose... Um, if you lose, you get five new characters, and if you win, you get your you get the characters of the team that you just beat, and it's going to be a round robin system. So the teams that are doing better, like going one o two o three o, will constantly get worse characters because they're playing the characters of the teams they beat. And the people, if you're not doing very well, you're going to constantly get a refresh of new characters that can hopefully like maybe fit your style a little bit better. If this sounds fun to you, um, the sign up link will be up this Saturday, June. This Saturday is June tenth. Um, and if you're a patron, it will be up probably on like either the 8th or the 9th. I'm still working out some details. Just wanted to like shout this out. Um, the tournament's going to be June 24th from 4 uh, p.m. EST to 9 p.m. EST. Uh, it's going to be prone along. Um, be, make sure you're available for the entire thing. I am going to cap it once again, um, at, um, gold one. So if you're a... I'll even say plat four. If you're a plat three or above player, you can still sign up, but you're going to sign up as a fill player, meaning if someone drops out, you can fill uh, you can fill up to like, if you're, if you're a master grandmaster player and you want to play, just sign up as a fill, uh, just hang around on the 24th, and if someone drops out, I'll, we'll be sure to get you in. Otherwise, if you're interested, please sign up. I think it's going to be fun. Not super serious. Hopefully, you guys can have some fun. Uh, bye. Hello, and welcome to episode 591 of the Leadcast podcast. I'm your host, Aiden Frost Rockarts, and joining me is Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Taking your time, it's almost like there's only two of us. You had to really stretch out that intro. Yeah, yeah. Also, sorry if there is any background noise. I don't think there will be, but they're fucking dripping up all the concrete outside of my house. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. There's like a storm by me, so you might hear some thunder at some point in the episode. So uh, we might get a little bit of uh, unintentional ambiance for this show. Uh, But without further ado, we'll do a quick rundown of what we're going to cover today. Uh, We've got a little, very little bit of lead cast news. Um, We're going to hear from our friends at Nord. Uh, we've got a couple little uh, kind of small discussions in our guaranteed guffaws. Uh, one five starry. Uh, we're gonna have a brief discussion about competitive league and the challenger series stuff going on. Uh, and then we've got round table and mail fight. And then finally, we will end the show by reading our full patron list since it's the first show of the month. Uh, and we will start though by reading our new patron, which we do every time. Uh, Shark is suffering. Thank you for joining the G2 army yeah, and becoming back. a patron. Hell yeah. Shark joined, rejoined our uh, Discord like channel, like our Patreon thing, and he's like, damn, I, I let my uh, sub last. I missed all the pet pictures. <laughs> oh yeah, for, for those who don't know, for just $1 a month, you can get to into the, the Patreon channel and the Discord, and that's where we just randomly post all the pet pics it's funny there's like zero discussions only just pet pictures (laughs) 
it, it would feel like really bad and we talked about this to like gate actual content behind that stuff so we like built the channel and I, I, some listener i think just started like posting pet pics and that became the purpose of the channel yeah um so how how was your week what have you been up to i guess a couple weeks yeah not a lot uh i literally just started playing league again today um i i played a couple games just to like see how i'm feeling try to get warm back up also see what my gains are because both my accounts decayed on a master <laughs> um so I, I have some games to play uh, i played like two on my smurf and then two on my main and i think i won one on each so i know my gains and losses on my accounts now uh, i lose 20 on both my accounts and i gain 35 and 38 <laughs> Wow, it seems it seems like it really easy to climb when you only need to maintain like a thirty six percent win rate. Yeah, it's like fuck. It's like I, I go five and five and I'm up plus seventy five points or something. Uh, that being said, I like I, I posted a screenshot in our like uh, one flex channel with our friends and mm-hmm. stuff and. That I guess I didn't, yeah I posted the lobby, but the lowest rank player other than me was a hundred points master, and then the highest like there's two fucking GM eight hundred point players in that game, and then everyone else was like three hundred points master. Like I'm just playing three hundred point master games. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's what happens when you just inflate your MMR every fucking season by playing and dodging series and letting yourself decay. Yeah, it is nice to play with like positive gains though. Like I I don't think people have mm-hmm. the time to do it, but like in theory if like the gains actually like make you so sad about playing ranked you could just like sit in a series and do like dodge series until your gains are good like any player could do that right yeah yeah i think that like most people though are just worried that like let's say i was in my master series and i dodged it that i would end up like in d3 shortly afterwards yeah for sure it's the the value of ranked versus gains right like your actual rank versus the gains Mm -hmm. But uh, outside of that, not too much. I'm going to do some community games, definitely on Thursday. I'm thinking about also doing an extra one tomorrow night because I didn't do them the past two weeks. Whoa. We actually had people like just uh, Loki in our Discord uh, the last two weeks because I haven't been doing them. Uh, has just been putting together like custom games to like play fun stuff or play like five mans and stuff like that. So it's been really, really nice seeing people like still congregate even though I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. I, I had mentioned to Nick, um, I, don't, I don't know if you like listened to last week's I show. I did, yeah. Okay, I got it. would be so fun to be able to play a custom game mode where it's just five Nikos and one person trying to find them. Yeah. No, like, I mean, did you see the, uh, some people were doing it in custom games where, um, what was it? So you have a team on, there's a team of five people, then one person's a Nico on the other team, and, uh, I guess it's five people on your team, and you set up a bunch of wards and shit, like a bunch of stuff in, in one area, and they have to guess which one's the nico and if they hit the wrong thing your team just kills them <laughs> <laughs> uh, um but either way uh, i think there's tons of, like fun stuff they riot should do with custom games but i don't think they ever will mm-hmm. um how was your week though yeah uh, my week was good very very busy um so i flew up to chicago this weekend to hang out with a bunch of friends we did like a little backyard camping weekend so uh Got outside, went to the beach, we did a little bit of kayaking, played some volleyball, um, hung out, had like a bonfire and just chatted for a while. So very good time, lots of good people, got to, to pet a bunch of dogs, always always a, a plus when you're hanging out with friends if people are bringing their dogs. Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday, um, Nick was also in Chicago, so he 
had his birthday downtown. We went to a little barcade, played a bunch of games, played some pool, some skee-ball, ate some pizza, had a really good time. Uh, and then I, I flew back early this morning and I'm, and I'm here. So not really very much league um, outside of, I think I played some games Thursday, Friday. Um, I'm very close to being D1 in every ranked queue. And, but if I do that, I feel like I have to then try and push for master in every ranked queue. Yeah. Um, but it is just fun, like, going to my profile and hovering it and just seeing, like, five diamond icons side by side. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I remember, like, uh, taking a screenshot in, like, 2017, and it was, like, me being D1 in, like, uh, 3v3, 5v5, and then, like, solo queue. And I was like, damn, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to try and play a little bit more double up with Quinn he he played a game without me, so he promoted to master, and I'm only at 73 LP because he's a little cringer. And you did play he play with someone, or is it actually like not that hard to like play by yourself for double up? I, I don't know if he played with somebody. I mean, you definitely can play with like without like knowing the person, because especially at that level, they'll be able to just like see what you're building and be like, oh. You have, you know, like a two-star Kaisa on the board and you have three on your bench. I, I can probably just send you a Kaisa. Yeah. Um, and especially because, like, you, you don't send items anymore. Like, again, it, it's I, more ideal to be queued with somebody, but it, it's definitely playable. I, I, I don't know which one he did. Um, but, yeah, that's about it for, uh, for me. I don't think I played any solo queue um I, I don't know i might just let myself like sit at d1 because i feel like if i try and play a bunch I, I haven't been playing and i'm just gonna like shoot down to fucking d4 yeah that's it it takes a while to warm up man like it, when you don't play i i didn't play for two months right my first game today was like i i couldn't like not that i can cs usually but like i just couldn't click minions properly <laughs> Hmm. yeah i i've been playing a couple here and there to not get super rusty and i've been playing like like i played a bunch of mf during that like little window so i i think mechanically i'm okay i just don't know if it maybe maybe i try for master and if i go down to zero points i stop mm -hmm. who knows um uh, but yeah that's that's about it for me so i guess we want to head into to league cast news yeah also it is nick's birthday tomorrow so if you're listening to this uh on june 7th please wish nick a, a happy birthday yeah, and also um, add him as a friend on League and purchase skins for Nick Cooper. Yeah, yeah that's what he said. That's what all he wants for his birthday is for our listeners to to use money to give <laughs> to Riot Games. Buy a milio. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, we can hop into uh, the first thing, which is the mid lane challenge, right? Yeah, I I don't actually remember who I picked, and I have no idea who I ended up getting. So I'm interested to find out what my pool is yeah so just for those who don't know nick colton and i are doing a challenge next split uh so starting july 19th i think is the rank next rank season start um we're going to be playing mid lane and seeing who can climb the highest we have a pool of selected characters it is Akshan, vladimir anivia uh, lissandra malzahar rumble uh aurelian soul Oh, I'm trying. I should have written, written, wrote these down. Uh, Diana, and then there's one more. <laughs> uh, either way, it's like nine selected characters that we can all play for. On each day, we can also play the highest win rate character of the day. So kind of like if we want to buy like 
Nico, for example, is the highest win, win rate mid laner in the game right now. We could play her. And then last but not least, we're all having one unique character that is selected by you guys through a poll from our Discord. We have the final results in, though. Um, so let's figure out what we're all going to play as our characters. So Nick is the easiest one. He, he got Yasuo. I mean, he fucking, it, dude, it won with like 20% of the vote. I, I don't know where the fucking Yasuo collective is coming in, but... <laughs> It's it's such a Nick character to play though. Yeah, for sure. I, I know I, I talked to him and he I think he would have rather gotten Yone, but I was like, it's absolutely gonna be one of the two. It is funny that Yone got like four votes in like the last couple days, like since like last podcast, because you guys obviously talked about it, <laughs> but not enough. Um, you got. Azir only by one vote over Gragas. Um, so Azir is going to be your character that you get to play. Oh, hell yeah. You're going to just constantly hear me shouting Sharima in the Discord. And then I got Cho'Gath with one vote over Pantheon and Rise. So, I dude, I have fucking season out one-ass character. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's, it's so on-brand for you that they picked, like, fucking ultra easy characters that yeah. you're that you're just gonna make work i mean rise would have been hard but like yeah if i got pantheon it would have been the same thing like just fucking mm -hmm. clear mid fucking rome bottom Clock yeah I was, I was talking to nick about the the challenge at his birthday party and i'm like i feel like there's a, a decent chance that just because of the way I fucking play this game and, and how wildly inconsistent I am, like there there's a chance that I hit like my highest rank ever in in this challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially if I actually like ultra one trick like one of those from the pool. Yeah. Have, have um, you been thinking about switching any? Because I also think like if we wanted, we could like switch any of them before it starts. So to think, well, obviously we'll do the thing where like two weeks in or four weeks in, we can like always like add one or whatever um but like the only thing yeah. i'm thinking about right now is they're reworking rumble like a lot so i don't even know if he's gonna be a mid laner by that time <laughs> mm -hmm. like they're, have you seen any of the changes right now um no they're changing him so he has 150 like maximum heat like they're changing like a bunch of shit <laughs> hmm, interesting but we'll see um no yeah i, I guess for me at this point i'm not super thinking about changing anything it's just that there's a decent chance I, I tried to pick characters that I really haven't played um, and I might just like end up not enjoying them um, where it's like Silos is one where I like I think I will like him but there's a chance it'll just be like now fuck this I'm, I, I'm not gonna play any Silas yeah yeah for sure hell yeah um, do you want to talk about the one trick stuff before we hop into our ad read just uh yeah even at the show a little bit it. so <laughs> This comes from me reading too much Twitter. So you do, do you know what Azap is? It sounds familiar. He's but a I don't. Velka, like a challenger master Velka's oh, okay, one trick. Yeah, yeah. Um, either way, he's uh, <laughs> he's been going on a bit of a tear on Twitter, um, where pretty well just saying like Velka's is just fucking unplayable. This character's garbage, designed like shit. Um, like he's not playable support or mid yada 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 right and i understand like he's a mage like a pretty early developed mage character in this season where there's tons of mobility right um but i, I look at stuff like this and I, I mean i'm sure it does feel like shit to play that character that being said i don't think he's that bad and it's kind of like strung this whole like debate in my head where one tricks are fucking babies and myself included in this man like <laughs> like for example velkos is like a 49 percent winner character like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, yeah. I, I do think he's like fucking dated, right? Like, if you play Velkaz into fucking any new age mid laner, you're probably just gonna fucking they're just jumping all around you, whatever. It's not like he's bad though, right? 
Um, so like my whole thing is I see him like tweet all this. He tweets out like all of his losses, says he's unplayable, thinking about switching to other characters, yada yada yada. Um, and I go, fuck, I've seen every single one trick in the world do this with their character. It doesn't matter how strong their character is, it doesn't matter how weak their character is. People will just complain when you play the same thing in a row, like a bunch, right? I've I've complained a billion yeah. times about Tom Kench. I've seen fucking every single Renekton main in the world say their character's trash. <laughs> like it's nonstop. Yeah, I, I feel like a, a a lot of this of this is that um, it's it's like so easy to look and like say you know the grass is greener on the other side, but one tricks never actually go find out that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um right because like that's I, I i've mained like a lot of characters over the year and i don't think i've like ever been in a position where i'm like man my, this character's absolutely unplayable i can't i can't believe they're not buffing misfortune again i'm so mad it's like just fucking play something else and you're gonna realize that every character is just as good and just as shit yeah. like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the biggest thing is if you're R1 trick, like you, you, you sign yourself up for like the goods and the bads of a character, right? Like you sign yourself up when the character's weak. You sign yourself up for bad matchups. Like being a one trick and complaining about counter picks, for example. Like other than like just like obviously it's fun to joke about stuff like that. But if you actually think like your character's bad because like they have counter picked, well, you're, you you kind of chose to do that because you're a one trick, right? Um, yeah. My whole yeah. thing though is like I just think that it's you got to take a step back, right? And I do think that one tricks are the best way to learn characters and the best way to get an idea how strong characters are. You know what's the, the the only thing better though is watching a fucking good player play a character. Like if like say Nemesis, like the old like he's like ch- top challenger EU, top challenger Korea, whatever, right? Like if if he picks up your Velkaz, let's say Nemesis starts learning Velkaz and uh, plays like 50 games of it and then gives his impression i think that's the only thing more pure than hearing a one tricks opinion of something right like i've said yeah, i said this a ton a ton I, of times like earlier in the season where uh, i was looking up Ch- uh, shen challenger or shen one tricks right and every single fucking shen one trick in the world man they hit like five cs a minute every game and like they have high win rates right and i'm like fuck why what is it actually optimal to hit five cs a minute on shen and just like actually playing for your team that much and then i fa- finally found a player who isn't a Shen one trick is just a challenger player who also plays Shen. And guess what? He hits eight and a half CS a minute, like every single game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's something that a a lot of people, and especially like with the like implementation of like league of graphs and all those other sites that like rate you on a character where they're like, Oh, I'm the number one Tom Kench in the world. Let's say, right. Like, like, I think at one point you were the number one Tom Kenshin in a yeah, like a couple months back, yeah. <laughs> right? Where it's like, okay, it's great that you're the number one Tom Kenshin in a, but there are at least two dozen people who are better top laners that you on that like better than you, and they don't need to know Tom Kench at all to still be a better player, right? Oh, for sure. Like, like I could be the best fucking zillion in the world. Faker is a better zillion player than me. Oh yeah, <laughs> it like, just for sure. Yeah, like, it, it just doesn't matter. And I think that that's something that people, like, overly rely on one-tricks for that. Because it's just, like, unless the one-trick is, like, top 50 on their server, I would want to also look at people playing that character who are just the best players on that server or, like, in the world at the time. 100%. I feel like it's just, like, you have to use your, like, data and, like, people around you in, like, the proper ways, right? Like... Just because someone plays 100 
or a thousand games of a character and is really good at it doesn't mean they're actually the best at it, right? Like right now, the top Tom Kench in North America is this guy named Insane Blast. Um, and he runs Heartsteel on him every single game, right? He runs Heartsteel and Flash, which I think every other Tom Kench one trick that I know of thinks Ghost is better 100% of the time in the character and thinks Heartsteel might be his worst, worst mythic in the game. But this guy's fucking, like, fucking crazy at it. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It mm-hmm. just feels like you sometimes you get in your own head and you start, like, drinking this fucking communal Kool-Aid of, like, the way to play stuff and what's strong and what's bad. Especially if you are in those niches, right? Say if you're, like, a gold plat or even myself let's just say um you're a player who knows a couple one tricks like i i, I watch a couple i watch whatley and i watch gogex um they're both like us grandmaster master home catch players I, if i watch too much of their stuff i learn a lot that's good but i'm also completely only like thinking about the game through their lens rather than like my own right like this is what's right this is what's wrong rather than uh just being open to like other shit yeah yeah and again that's that is where i think that again much more of that generalized approach is better because you you get used to like being able to accept and try out other things and like i i a lot of times will compare right like i'll if i want to start playing a character it's like i'm gonna look up their on average like best build best runes masteries and stuff and then i'll look at like the pro builds but i'll also look at one tricks and and I think there's a lot of interesting, like, thoughts to be had when, you, when you're analyzing those things to say, okay, like, this is the most popular thing. This is what the pros are doing. But, like, three out of the four people one-tricking this character at a high level aren't going that route. Mm-hmm. Is this route actually better? Is it more efficient? Is it because they're playing the character entirely differently? Like, those are things to think about. And uh, I, I think, especially when it comes to one-tricks, but I think... It, it applies generally to all of league like playing your style matters a lot and it's going to be more effective than trying to copy everyone else um right like when i was playing a lot of misfortune and seeing a lot of success last season like the crit build was just statistically way better mm-hmm. but i'm not a good 80 carry player i don't micro that well i don't last it that well i don't lane that well so I played this like weird lethality hybrid first strike nonsense build where I could die 10 times a game, sacking myself for farm and for plates and for pressure because that, that worked for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's, you know, something that a lot of those one tricks also do is like, I'm, I'm playing the character how I want to in my style. And so if you try and pick that up, you, you probably need to know how to do that style or you might not see the same success. Yeah, completely. I I just think it's one of those things where like a lot of our listeners, I think, like follow one tricks. Um, and I think it's like we, I think we pretty often champion like it's the best way to like learn, but just not to get too caught up in it. It's kind of like the main thing because like I mean, at least mm-hmm. Azap, uh, the, the the guy who we were talking about at the beginning, the Velkaz guy, he started like playing other mids like recently, like learning other mids, and he's doing well. So that's at least good. I think it's at least good to see like the other side. You know what I mean? It's not just good to complain then stick to <laughs> just stay complaining. Um, I mean, I guess if you can't, you can do that if you want, but you're not going to get anywhere, right? Just like constantly bitching mm-hmm. and moaning without actually trying to make progress. Just think about your own game or like change shit, right? It's, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to hop into our ad read? Yeah. Um, so once again, we are sponsored by NordVPN. Um, they've got a new campaign that they're running 
which is going to be available to our listeners at the same link as always, nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. Uh, any purchase of a two-year plan will receive a bonus month on top, um, as well as, I believe, a discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it sure I'm reading the copy. Um, again, that's at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast. You'll get that bonus month on top of a two-year plan and the discount. Uh, if you're not familiar, NordVPN... Uh, offers you the ability to encrypt your web traffic, hide your IP in physical location. You can connect to their servers all over the country and in a bunch of other countries. If you want to get around, um, you know, geo blockers on certain platforms and watch content that's only available in certain countries. If there are streaming platforms that are trying to tell you that you can't share an account, you can maybe use a VPN to get around that a little bit. But I, I don't think that's... <laughs> I, I don't know it's uh it's great nordvpn is a really good service and it's available to our listeners one more time at nordvpn.com forward slash leadcast again you're going to get that bonus month on top of a two-year plan and that fatty discount thanks so much to nord oh yeah cool uh i guess we'll hop into the nacl stuff a little bit um i'm sure you've heard yeah. a little bit about it but maybe not like the full story <laughs> I have a decent amount, and I was like trying to explain it to Alex Whitehair, uh, former host and, and friend of the show, uh, this weekend when we were all hanging out. Um, so go ahead, go ahead and fill me in, and I'll, I'll find out how well I did in explaining what's going on. Yeah, and uh, once again, I, I obviously like this has been going on for about a month now of like random shit. So if I miss anything, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna try to recap to the best of my ability. Um, so the gist of it is is that uh, for those who know, LCS is obviously the NA uh, League of Legends scene, the 10 teams, franchise teams, yada, yada, yada. Uh, last year, they changed the academy system to incorporate also the amateur system. So it went from being 10 teams all owned by LCS orgs, so like Cloud9 had a team, FlagOS had a team, whatever, to all 10 teams had a team, but then there was also six like uh, kind of amateur orgs, like Wildcard Gaming, um, AOE, I think, was in there. Uh, a couple, couple other things, right? A couple other uh, non-LCS orgs had these academy teams in this NACL system. Um, talks were going on about uh, between the NACL and Riot, and the biggest discussion that was coming up was the team owners did not uh, want to pay for uh, these NACL uh, academy teams anymore because they were costing them a lot of money. So there's tons of like talks about that. Um, Riot was going back and forth with them about it. Um, and then the last thing that the the NACL uh, heard and the Players Association, which is an organization in LCS to benefit the players, it's not a union, it's just an organization, it's an association. Um, the last thing they heard was that, hey, the, the teams do want to move out of uh, Academy, but this won't happen until 2024. And then randomly it got leaked that uh, <laughs> all 10 LCS owners voted on uh, removing the requirement to field an NACL team, and it was passed. And then in the next like, week or so, uh, seven out of the 10 LCS teams, with the exception of Team Liquid, FlyQuest, and EG, um, dropped their academy team. So we saw like 75 people out of jobs overnight, <laughs> kind of randomly. Um, uh, and then the this, this kind of led to the uh, Players Association taking all the LCS players and all of the NACL or former NACL players under their wing uh, and kind of forming a strike uh, to kind of go against like, hey, we think that this is going to kill um, 
the overall health of the North American scene. If we don't have this Academy League, how are people who want to get into League of Legends ever going to come up? They have no clear pathway. Um, you're not going to develop any talent. You're just going to continue to import and kind of kill the scene, yada, 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 which are, I think, all valid concerns. Um, which What happened next, though, is that because these seven teams dropped their things, uh, the Players Association uh, got on call with all 50 players from the LCS um, and an overwhelming majority of them uh, voted to strike uh, and to walk out on the uh, LCS start date, which was last Thursday, June 1st. Um, so Riot then came out and canceled LCS uh, start. They said, hey, we've heard these murmurings that no one's going to show up to this. Um, teams aren't going to field rosters. Riot did everything in their power, by the way, to try to make it so teams had to field rosters. They pretty well reached out to all the teams. They said, hey, if you guys don't field rosters, we're going to fine you. Um and then t obviously the teams are, if, if your five players don't work, uh, won't, won't play, then what the fuck are you going to do when you have a three day turnaround to field five players? Um, well, what you'd normally do Colton is you'd go to your Academy talent, um, and then tell them to play for you, right? You'd say, Hey, our, our main roster doesn't want to play. We'll field our Academy talent. Well, what, what the issue is that is that we just fired 75 fucking players, uh, the week prior, <laughs> right? So obviously mm -hmm. none of them want to play, uh, get let, let into this whole thing where like no one wants to play because a you kind of just got fucked over they're literally playing around with your future here and then b no one wants to scab either right no one who it wasn't an academy player isn't an lcs player um it's just some random solo queue player is going to want to play because that's going to ruin your futures if you ever want to be an lcs because you're the guy who fucking uh undercut everyone else who's trying to stand up for something um so this kind of led into the fact that oh i guess the only other part of this is riot also then removed the ranked restrictions <laughs> um mm -hmm. for play so like before you had to be d2 plus to play in lcs they removed that in hopes that like teams could field like rosters so they get like obviously like their streamers like fucking i don't even like uh i guess like i will dominate used to be a streamer for cloud nine for example like he would play for um cloud nine is their jungler right would be like the idea if he was still signed to them um obviously the teams couldn't field enough riot's not going to find fucking all 10 teams uh trying to field a roster um so riot put out a big statement pretty well saying hey we're, we're going to cancel the first two weeks of lcs while we talk uh with the player association and the players um we are hoping to start on um june 22nd so not next week but the week after um uh, sorry june 15th is the start date um hoping to work something out with the players. And then they went through every single uh, LCS Players Association asks and pretty well shot down every single one of them. I think the ask from the Players Association, I can quickly go through them like uh, a little bit. Um, they were pretty fucking unreasonable. I'm, I'm very much for like standing up for what you're worth and um, fighting for your future and stuff like that. Um, I do think there is a bit of disconnect here where it's all the LCS players standing up for the NACL, um, which is which is an interesting thing. But the biggest uh, the LCA, LCSPA uh, proposal was allow play, allow teams to pay NACL players based on local minimum wages instead of California uh, labor minimums. Allow teams to partner with affiliate organizations to operate the NACL rosters. Introduce a robust <laughs> introduce a robust uh, in game system uh, program for LCS teams that mirrors the generous, generous revenue sharing programs in Valorant. Um, introduce meaningful incentives like promotion or relegation so pretty well they want they wanted to get uh they wanted people uh i'm trying to say i'm trying to sum this up in a better way they wanted um 
the futures of NACL to be kind of partially funded by Riot. They also wanted guaranteed revenue sharing. They also wanted a Valorant-like promotion relegation system. So LCS right now is obviously franchised, meaning all 10 teams paid $10 million plus to get into LCS. Um, Versus the, uh, the Valorant system, by the way, all 10 partner teams didn't pay anything to get into it. So it's a little bit different there. But in the Valorant system, there's also another couple slots that are open to like uh, tier two teams getting in and out. So the 10 partner teams can never demote, um, but uh, tier two teams can still promote into these like extra slots is the idea. Um, so they wanted something like that. Riot pretty well axed down every single one of these said, no, all this is ridiculous. Uh not obviously in like a very much professional tone. Um, like we can't do uh, the Valorant partner program because all these teams paid in $10 million plus uh, for their spots. Therefore introducing teams like getting through the system would be devaluing their spots. Yada, yada, yada. Um, would recommend reading the PA's uh, requests and then Riot's response to them. But the gist of it is they shot everything down. And then <laughs> the biggest slap in the face on all this was at the end of their thing, they said, hey, we're sad that we have to cancel the LCS for two weeks. Um, we ha- are going to postpone it two weeks, but we hope that we can come to an agreement because if we can't by the end of the two weeks, we'll have to cancel the LCS summer split and then not like have no LCS representatives going to Worlds because there's no way to run a fair and organized tournament in this amount of time. So <laughs> this is where we're at because yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I think the reality is they probably could run it, but the whole thing is they're, uh-huh. they're playing their hands of yes. LCS players are striking for the good of the scene, which is awesome. I think it's fucking great. They're fe- striking for their fellow man because obviously NACL players don't have a voice. Um, the where this, where this becomes interesting though, is that they're not striking for their own direct benefit, right? So how far can you be pushed? Right. Uh, obviously none of them are being paid right now because they're all, refusing work so that's one thing if you're an import player you're a few you're 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 literally not being paid right which is probably a huge reason why you're being imported in na to play Uh, that's one thing um yeah you're 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 not being paid and you're also like risking your visa you're that's a huge thing apparently all the teams obviously your organization that's hired you is not going to continue working on your your visa your work permit your visa your permanent residence whatever um, if you're not playing, paying for their playing in their team, right? It's, it's like if, if you went to work, if, if a team was uh, paying for you to like, or uh, uh, any workplace was paying for you to come to a different country and work there. If you just stop working, they wouldn't keep working on your fucking work visas and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the last thing, which I think is the the biggest thing, is how many players in LCS are willing to give up the chance to go to Worlds to strike for the the future of the NACL. And that's where I think we're going to have issues, right? I'm surprised that they got an overwhelming majority. Apparently, they got like, say, 45 out of 50 votes uh, for the strike. How many import players are going to vote no if they try to vote for another strike because they want to go to Worlds, right? That's the future of most players, right? That's why you fucking Mm -hmm. play this game. (laughs) Um, And then then the fucking funniest thing came out like this past week. Did you see any of the double-if drama about this? No, I've not. So they're ongoing negotiations, right? Literally, uh, like the head of the PA canceled interviews with the Wall Street Journal um, because negotiations were going well with Riot, right? Like everything's starting to turn, turn like everything was starting to go well. Um, Double F then went on a stream like two days ago and he pretty well said, hey, like, like I'm really glad that we're like doing this. And like, uh, I think the tier two leagues are really important to the health of the future of the LCS. But like, 
I, I'm going to play it. I, I want to go to Worlds. Like, I, I would much rather play than uh, than Strike because I, I, I want to go to Worlds and that matters the most to me, right? <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. oh no. The face, like the, the person with probably the biggest pull in all of fucking NA says he's not willing to Strike because he wants to go to Worlds. Which is fucking crazy, yeah. by the way. Um, so everyone, like, obviously he's fucking jokes. I don't think he's the smartest guy in the world when he says shit like that. And then the next day he comes on stream and he goes, I have no idea why everyone's so mad at me for saying that. Like, the the head of the the Players Association, Phil, Philip, uh, he messaged me, like, right after. He said, thanks for the dub- uh, video double lift. <laughs> Which obviously is fucking sarcastic. You just fuck their negotiations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you're taking away so much of your power by, like, saying that and giving that right like uh, it's tough yeah i don't see them getting much of any that they asked for unfortunately because again i don't think they actually have that much power and and i think part of the problem with this whole thing is like again because they're fighting for like the development through the nacl and like right that that talent development pipeline for na and I, I know somebody was saying these points and I felt like I very much agreed with them. Part of the issue there is that that pipeline is kind of already a joke. Yeah. Um, right. Like any talent doesn't really exist on an international scene. Like if if all of these NA players strike and like all of our current LCS rosters and all of the people in the NACL rosters are, are just gone from the scene that doesn't affect how we place at worlds because we're going to go out in groups regardless. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, right. And so then like, then if they hire a, like, you know, a hundred new GM players out of NA to like replace the whole LCS, it's like, okay, cool. We're going to go back to having a semi-competitive regional league that just flops internationally. <laughs> yeah. It's just this weird thing where like, I mean, the reality is like, I I'm, I'm happy for the players to do this. I think it's, good practice um to fight for your rights and all that stuff the reality is is i also don't fucking blame the orgs that much either right like the issue is the nacl was not very sustainable due to the like i mean partially due to the orgs like the reality is orgs fucking played paid players way too much which then fucking boasted all salaries including nacl salaries some fucking nac like there was apparently one nacl player who's being paid like four hundred thousand dollars a year uh which is fucking crazy um that's yeah that's insane like and apparently the I, I, average uh cost of like an NACL roster was like in the six hundred thousand ish um they area. should be paying those people like 40k a year yeah and like that's the whole thing is like so they, they have to be paid california minimum minimum which is sixty thousand, which already is like <laughs> that's a lot of money for like a developmental roster which probably that's, that's like yeah that's good money and like if they are I, I don't know what the structure looks like but like if they're living in like the team house and getting their like housing and food needs covered, like sixty grand a year is good money. Yeah, most of them are. Like they remove the uh, the requirement to be in California, but they still have to be paid minimum. Um, so when they remove the requirement, some teams did like stop paying for housing, but they can live wherever. Uh, <laughs> which I I think is like pros and cons to that. Uh, the biggest thing though to me is like. So I think it was Team Liquid and Cloud9 both released the cost of their NACL rosters, um, and they were like in the 900,000-ish like ballpark. And once again, I think that these teams probably should, to some degree, prioritize the health and future of the NA, like the scene by like saying, hey, we should feel an NACL roster. Maybe we're not going to pay that much money, but we'll like reduce costs and make sure the health of whatever, yada, 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 yada. 
But the issue is, is when you are presented with an option of, if I say yes to this, I can cut my uh, LCS, my my League of Legends expenses by a million dollars a year. It's a hard time to say no, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It is. I just like I, I feel like the root of this issue has to do with like how much they're spending on it because yeah. like there are so many like if we if we call LCS like the A League and NACL the B League like there's so many like C League tournaments and teams that are full of like GM and challenger players that are like scrimming twice a week like VOD reviewing once a week playing in their league games like once a week right like they're committing probably like 16 to 20 hours a week and those people are playing for like four thousand dollar prize pools yeah on on no salary like (laughs) there's i there's such an overvaluation i think of players i think at the lcs level and especially at the nacl level um i think they definitely need to like lower that because you could you could get right like five solid multi-year challenger players that like maybe like have good potential and like they would be willing to do it for so much less or at least in my experience like playing on like masters teams and like knowing like the gm team or the challenger team like these people want to play league they want to play competitive like they will do it and you don't need to be paying them a ton yeah i don't know the other thing from uh uh, Thorin made a video about like kind of the economics of like LCS and stuff. And one thing I wanted to buy, wanted to point out, I'd recommend listening to the video if you're interested at all in like the health of like LCS or whatever. Um, <laughs> the one stat that he said is that uh, since franchising, which is 2018, right? Um, LCS teams have paid out 170 million in 170 million dollars in salaries to players and coaches. So 170 million over five years, um, and the total revenue uh total revenue since franchising is 80 million dollars revenue not profit <laughs> yeah isn't that fucked that's yeah. it, it's like again right like they're 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 paying people way too much in in a system that is not profitable and right like obviously you're gonna have to start cutting expenses if you're paying your employees twice your revenue because then you're just you're just a money sink but like that that that's definitely like a a bigger picture issue that they need to probably look at And, and i think that a lot of those teams again like if there was some level of revenue sharing with the teams Mm -hmm. in lcs right because like league of legends is fucking profitable as hell um Right, like if if at the beginning of the LCS they made a Cloud Nine Ward skin and a Liquid Ward skin, and like a fucking you know team emote that you can put in your emote bar, and those things cost like five dollars, and the 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 profit on that went fifty fifty between fucking League of Legends and the team, those those numbers would be a lot closer together. They they wouldn't meet. You know, it's not it's not a ninety million dollar gap there. But like, yeah, I mean, that's that's where the whole discussion about like the economics of like league in the future and stuff are coming in. A ton of teams are asking for like having more monetize, monetize. Oh, my God, I can't say that. Uh, Monetization options. Yeah, that, that that's a way easier way of putting it. Um, And but the, the, here's the issue. 
Riot doesn't want to let them into that fucking cash cow, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like, as much as Riot can obscure it, like the better, right? Like the whole, I, the whole. If you think of League of Legends, I think it's pretty safe to think of esports as a marketing arm of League of Legends, right? Where if mm-hmm. Faker's a bad example because he doesn't use skins, but say like Ruler uh, uses the new Jin skin, right? How many people after seeing J- Ruler use the new Jin skin at Worlds then go buy the new Jin skin? There is a number, yeah, right? Or, like I don't know what that number is. Riot knows what that number is. No teams will ever mm. know what that number is. Yeah, and like there's also just like how many people will watch Worlds and go back to playing League of Legends once a week instead of playing once every other month. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like there's tons of discussions on Twitter right now about like how do we monetize like league then would you be okay if um like i mean fucking think of old lck you used to watch old ogn i feel like we both like used to watch a lot of ogn mm-hmm. where like uh, on their twitch stream you could get it in 720p was like the default but if you subscribed you got it in 1080p right and i feel like there's tons of ways that fucking riot can start monetizing lcs like that where you have your normal um 720p stream or even 1080p stream but if you pay your five dollars a month or whatever you get access to i i know they had pro view before and it didn't really work out but you have access to like extra data you have access to um whatever right like you have all these other options where i i wouldn't mind paying five dollars a month i mean if your audience actually is like 20 something year old they actually do have a disposable income right or like uh, i don't know i just feel like you need more ways to monetize the leagues um in a pay-per-view like platform, not like full pay-per-view. I, I do think you need free options for stuff. I don't think leagues there yet. Um, but yeah, I, you you, I, you couldn't put worlds behind like a, a ten dollar paywall. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I understand like I don't know. It just feels like or like I, I saw one one thing. It's like you pay five dollars a month, you get like the higher bitrate stream. Um, you get access to like Pro View or whatever, and then you also get access to make the drops behind paywall. Like you know when like Riot does drops on like Lolly Sports or Twitch or whatever mm-hmm. for like make it so that if you're paying your ten dollars a month or whatever um you get access to like uh more off more often skin drops like for like watching lolly sports content like there's yeah, just ways they, that they can monetize it yeah and they also do like they have like missions for watching lcs like where you get like event xp basically do those too right mm-hmm. like i i want to purchase the NALCS like event pass and i get yeah my like the, the those are all of the, the bonuses that you mentioned you know that come in that yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's just sad. I I just think I'm just a little bit worried for like overall with LCS. I don't think this strike is the most gracefully done thing I've ever seen. Um, I just feel like the power is completely out of whack for it is like the reality. I don't think the players have nearly enough pull to get anything of what they're asking for. It's this weird thing where usually when there's negotiations, there's also two parties, right? You have like the players and Riot or the players in the org, but it's the players, orgs, and Riot. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all, like Riot and orgs are definitely more on the same side, so it's even like more of a throw of power. So I don't know. It's a whole weird thing, man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like it's it's there's that three parties at play, but I think also generally, right, in, in a strike and like a union situation, the the biggest driving factor that the strike has is that while it's happening, the company or like the employer or the industry is losing money or is not able to continue like creating revenue. And that's just not really the case with LCS. Right. Right. Like if anything else, 
Go ahead. I was going to say Riot is losing money by not having like their sponsor obligations for LCS, but not nearly like to the degree that like teams are hemorrhaging money or players are not getting salaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but like like if any LCS died tomorrow, like if this strike just went catastrophic, everything blew up, there's no NA scene anymore. Like Riot Games is still making millions on millions on millions of fucking dollars and they're fine. Yeah. Whereas sure. like you know for like a more traditional like labor strike like i don't know if the fucking plumbers union gets together and they're not fixing anything like one you know there's going to be fucking burst pipes and and shit leaking and like actual damage occurring but also like all of those companies that are trying to like hire union workers are now just like losing fucking money or are not able to complete like homes to sell or or they're not able Mm -hmm. to rent out shit like it, it, it's just such a fucking imbalance where you know the amount of revenue that that league is getting or that riot is getting from the lcs is, is like such a small slice of their total revenue that th- there's not a lot of bargaining power yeah it, i don't know it just feels like <laughs> everything's just so mismanaged man salaries like the reality is there probably does need to be a union just so there can be like a level of collective bargaining because there's no way the players are going to lower their salaries to a reasonable amount but like if there was a union and there's collective bargaining um between the orgs and riot they could implement a salary cap obviously um I mean, fucking, like, one thing that people don't know, I feel like, is that Riot gives out, like, yearly stipends to the LCS teams. This year was apparently the biggest one. It was $2.25 million per team, um, LCS teams. And it's like, there's a world in which you should be able to run your LCS team on $2.25 million, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's definitely some, like, some, some issues alongside the fact that, like, a lot of players can do well like not playing professionally and just streaming and and again like there there comes in questions then of like revenue sharing or like individual sponsorships for them um especially if they do have a larger player base right like take double lift for example right it's like how much money can he make on a team versus just streaming and like obviously a lot of them would rather have the prestige and like the competitive aspect of of playing professionally um but not not every player could could make more and i think that there's you know a a weird level to it where you know without the funding there and without the profitability like at at each org like yeah you that that just needs to be a decision you're making like yeah you're gonna take a pay cut if you don't want to be a full-time streamer and you want to be just a full-time player yeah um and 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 i think a lot of competitive players would be okay with that but you know the the industry got built up by just floods and floods and floods of money coming in you know prior to the current recession where you know debt was free all of these fucking tech you know companies and all these startups could just get all of these investments and all these loans like the the world where all of this these systems were developed was a very different one and and now you know these these organizations have to become businesses that are a little leaner and a little bit more efficient and that that's probably going to have to at least in, in in some proportion affect player salaries yeah the reality is like everyone's kind of at fault riot's at fault because they probably don't share enough of like the actual like league revenue like league of legends revenue with the teams to like make it a little bit better teams fucking created this massive salary issue like and then obviously players are not obviously willing to 
sacrifice their own salary and well-being uh i mean dude it's fucking crazy like teams will come out and like say that they want to like create a sustainable ecosystem and whatever and then fucking last week the report came out that last year team liquid offered faker over five million dollars a year <laughs> like, like, man you can't have it both ways <laughs> mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And like, dude, I was reading Reddit comments and people were like, oh, like that would have been a good deal because like you just like sell like sponsorships with Faker because he's like the most recognizable. Dude, you're not making five million dollars in sponsorships from fuck. Dude, <laughs> like, oh, dude, it's just so fucked. Also, like I also think we're in this weird spot where, OK, I don't know about all sports, but at least at least my basic knowledge of football is that a lot of football team owners are just billionaires who it's a thing they'd have and do. Right. Like, a lot of them, at least, um, right? Like, they mm. just pump as much money into it because, like, they don't give a fuck if they're making money from football. I think we're in this weird spot where, with League of Legends where there are a lot of teams that are trying to create a po- profitable business, and there's a lot of teams who are literally now owned by millionaires, billionaires, who are, this is their fun thing, right? Like, the mm-hmm. the report came out of JDG, you know, the the LPL team, the fucking super team with, like, Ruler, Knight, Kanavi, 369. Like, the, their team's fucked. Do you know what their yearly uh, salary is apparently for that team? Uh, I'll go. Let's say twenty-five mil. You're really close, man. It's apparently seventeen million. <laughs> like, isn't that fucked? Like, like obviously that's that's a team owned by a very rich person who's not trying to make a profit off of League of Legends. But like, it's like, how do you compete when there's different playing fields, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's there's definitely a huge difference. Yeah, like you're saying between like the org that is trying to be a profitable business versus the oh i'm a multi-billionaire dumping 20 million into this thing every year is not that significant for me yeah yeah cool um next week i do want to talk about the tsm stuff but we've kind of been on lcs for a while and i feel like there's a lot of people who don't actually care that much about lcs um but we'll talk mm. about the tsm <laughs> stuff next week cool all right so then i guess we want to head into round table table. yeah so last week's question was what new build slash champ have you planned playing since the item update so i was gonna answer it but i i literally played my first game today um and i i've only played tom kench that'd be oh i guess i do have the new tom kench tech uh if you you want to hear it colton so i'm 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 in a bit of a uh, econ itemization guy right i like to build efficient items that are caught that cost cheap and hit breakpoints before my opponents so, I want to start building Radiant Virtue into Redemption every game on Tom Kench. Every single game. Okay. okay I feel like I like it's it. cracked. I like it. Because I think Virtue is already his best mythic, and it also got reduced by like 500 gold this past patch, so it's 2,700, and then Virtue is 2,300, so not Virtue, um, Redemption's 2,300, so you hit your like full, uh, your, your spike, your two-item spike or whatever at 5k gold, which is before anyone even gets fucking close to their two-item spike, um, and then also Tom Kench can animation cancel like R into Q, uh, I'm sure you've seen me do it, it's like a big burst of damage, but if I can animation cancel R into Q with my Redemption proc for 10% of the their health that how do how does any top laner beat that right because they're getting like unavoidable 700 damage from my rq um maybe like a little bit less than that plus 10 percent of the max health from redemption plus i'm getting redemption healed for like however much plus i'm getting the the 12 bonus health plus ticks of hp regen from virtue like mm-hmm. that doesn't that sound fucking crazy that sounds very good and then like even like the option to then go like abyssal mask from there which yeah. is also super cheap right now. So yeah, I, I'm definitely with you in the, that camp. 
Um, and again, I think that like I, I've, I've brought it up several times. But, like I, I think that that's part of why I was so successful on Misfortune and like even a little bit this season still have been is because if you go like first strike with magic footwear and you take like the bounty whatever rune um right like i i'm saving 1100 gold because i'm i'm not upgrading my boots so like the other 80 carry that bought berserker's greaves is purchasing purchasing them for 1100 my mythic costs less my second item costs less right like i get to like three items when they have two items if we're even and if i'm ahead i'll be at like four items um that's such a fun part of a league (laughs) like that no one does yeah right and it's like i don't need the 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 max dps build because if i'm at five items when you're at two it doesn't matter that your build is better with six yeah i I mean like i I fucking did it last year with like when before like obviously we're uh Rageblade got reworked, but when I played Cog like last year, I would always go uh Rageblade um was it Rageblade Renons? I I think that's what it was. Either way, they were two super cheap cheap AD carry items, and it's like Cogma's a late game AD carry, but if you fight right on your spike, like your cheaper spike, just because he's late late AD carry doesn't mean he's not stronger on two items versus one point five. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. Um, so anyways, uh, this uh, I got actually got some responses from Twitter right here. Uh, only one from Twitter this week. Uh, it's from Sir Fishy. He says, Katarina with Bork, Crack, and Ginsu's. Cat spikes really hard on every single one of these items and snowballs crazy. You kind of get it scaled faster with AP. Uh, but... Uh in my honest opinion, bit early, uh, bit early game feel, but early game feels stronger. That makes more sense. Cool. And then from our Discord, we got a lot of responses. I'd recommend go checking them out. From actual Yordle, he says, uh, I've been going back to my favorite AD carry, Bar- Varus, and playing around with his on-hit build a bit, but I think his AP build's actually gotten stronger with a few attack speed items uh, to help him apply his stacks more efficiently. And let's be honest, you've already done death cap. Uh, you're already done after death cap. Anyways, so may as well be more efficient. I, I watched a Lol Dobby video that he put out this week of uh, a ton of people are playing uh, top Varus, top AP Varus in uh, Korea Challenger right now. So oh, watch okay. out for that. <laughs> it looks fucking miserable to play against. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and then I'll grab one more. This one's from Zapaladin. He says, on Ramus, I go Thornmail into Eventrav, then Abyssal Mask. With AD carries getting some uh, access to ability power, it finally feels good, good to build build an MR item on Ramus, and holy shit does it pay off. I watched a Belveth delete themselves, uh, hitting me in a matter of seconds. Those Ramus games are so sick sometimes. I've been watching uh, the Baus play uh, Ramus. I'm not sure if you've seen his Ramus build. He goes first item of Thornmail into Sork Shoes. So, like, he gets the bonus, like, magic pen from, like, the reflect damage. And, dude, it shreds auto attackers. It's fucked. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is hilarious. I've, I've, I've definitely seen some top Ramus, like, earlier in this season. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just better now, so... I think we'll also talk about his like uh, I'm not sure if you've seen his solo queue, but it like a 30 minute solo queue video, like solo queue guide video. Um, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that I think in the next couple weeks as well. It's really interesting with regards to like the bounty system and how it's abusable and stuff like that. It's it's really really yeah. good. Um, this week's roundtable question is: With the uh, first of the two rank splits coming to an end this month, how do you enjoy Riot's attempt at trying the multi season approach to ranked? Um. I don't know yet. Like, I, it it doesn't seem really any different to me yeah. at this point, other than, like, I guess 
opening up the chance to like reset and do like our mid challenge, which I guess is nice. Um, I, 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 it seems overall like positive to me. Yeah. I feel like the only thing I have to add to it is that I think it should honestly probably be three splits. <laughs> like two feels like it's like not quick enough to not feel like just it's two separate splits, I guess. You know what I mean? It feels like if it was three, then it would feel like actually three different seasons where you're actually getting resets. Maybe you can switch up what you're doing. You can have like a break. Um, Cause it's literally like we played for five and a half months and then we're six and a half months actually. Um, and then we're going to get a two day break and the next season starts. That feels so strange to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. either way, uh, I'm glad Riot's trying it at least. I think it's better than having a full year. Um, I think the full year thing is like, draining on a lot of people um, definitely yeah and it and it it does feel really bad if like at a few points during the year like you were x rank and you just like you didn't happen to be there like at least for like very bouncy players like me and trevor for example <laughs> where it's like oh cool i'm gonna end d4 again instead of like you know and it's not going to show the fact that i was like d2 for 80 percent of the season <laughs> yeah that's how like it's so sad that there's like no chart or like i guess like you can do it externally but there's no way in the client to see like someone's like where they bounced and stuff Mm -hmm. like uh fucking valorant has this cool system where um you fill up this big like triangle with like wins colton and they're colored to whatever rank you were when you got the win so like gold silver plat whatever the fuck they're colored so it shows you like your progress up and down kind of yeah yeah um anyways uh if you want to tell us uh what you thought about the ranked system you can hit us up on our twitter at leakcast you can send us an email mail at leakcastpodcast.com or you can come into our discord and post in our roundtable section onwards to mail fight we only got one email this week from ian who says hey leakcast crew following the discussion last episode on riot's plans to further combat toxicity and ranked i'd like to propose an alternative solution with a special game mode Game mode Teemo's Toxicity Pit. Setting Howling Abyss. Uh, however, instead of being ice themed, it is themed as the Fiery Pits of Hell. Objective Standard ARAM Objective. Additional details Players are on a team of three to make the game go longer. All communication methods, chat, emotes, etc., are disabled. Player account names are hidden. All players are auto locked in as Happy Elf Teemo. The opponents are AI high difficulty little devil teemos players are assigned x games of teemos toxicity pit that they must win prior to returning to any other game mode number of games varies by degree of violation or recurring penalty while players are assigned to teemos toxicity pit the client automatically loads into queue similar to the tutorial when you start a new account uh i don't know what that means um I think you can't queue up for different game modes when you first like make an account. I think you have to like play like okay. whatever. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Uh, while mostly troll, this would do a good job of isolating toxic players in a way that they cannot be toxic to other players while serving their time. Additionally, the requirement to win X games would mean that there's an actual effort required to uh, to free your account from the pit rather than a time-based punishment which a player can just wait out. Timo's inclusion is negotiable. However, I think the little devil's presence helps send a message. Thanks for all the great content, guys. Ian. 
I do like the idea of like, like um, this. It's a mode that they like uh, constantly adjust though to make it like harder or like easier. And one patch they just make it too hard. It's just fucking impossible to win. <laughs> so like yeah. you know, all these fucking toxic players queuing up into this fucking miserable mode trying to win it. Yeah, I, I mean to make it fair, like there would have to be some level of like it looks at like your rank and your punishment to like adjust the difficulty of the AI. But I do think it would be hilarious if it's just like. Well, you're a toxic iron player. Too bad, bud. You're, you're <laughs> Put done. you in the challenger fucking lobby, challenger bot. Yeah, it puts you against the challenger toxic Teemo bot. You just can't ever get out. Yeah, that's fucking funny, actually. <laughs> or maybe they could just make it that like it's like five losses equates to a win or <laughs> you something. You play so much. <laughs> yeah well yeah go fuck those people man do do they still have a system where if if you dodge a bunch you have to like or if you're toxic i don't know if it's one or the other where you have to like just queue in this fake queue for 20 minutes before it puts you into real queue do you remember that system yeah yeah i don't know if it's still in the game dude what a fucking awful dude it's so miserable (laughs) you have to fucking just sit there for 20 minutes for it real queues you Mm mm-hmm it's literally just like, know. hey, you fucked up, go sit in a corner. <laughs> yeah, and that, that is something that I am definitely, like, a fan of in yeah. general. Um, where, like, I, I think I, I was talking um, to Chris a lot about this for, like, traffic violations. It's like, I don't want it to be a fine. I want all of the people who are, like, bad asshole drivers to just be inconvenienced. Like, you have to take fucking three hours out of your Saturday to go to a class. because there's so many people who are just like i don't care i'll deal with it i'll I'll get like a fucking 200 dollars ticket it's fine i'm gonna keep doing it but if like some asshole person who's like very wealthy and that that money means nothing to them has to like not go to their fucking golf game because they have to go to traffic class they maybe would would not you know continue doing that behavior yeah cool i don't know um but hey thanks for the email ian um do we want to do our patrons then plugs or plugs then patrons uh we could do patrons then plugs also colton uh, i guess this is for like in general um hey before it gets nerfed probably next week uh play rel jungle because uh, you know how you know how most characters colton in the game have like a when they have extra bonus monster damage they cap it at like a certain amount like jinx is capped at like 1200 mm-hmm. from the raw so rel's e um empowers her next like thing and that has no cap on it right now so if you like eq baron it does like a thousand five hundred damage oh great great so, job right games <laughs> support rel dude <laughs> fucking sleeper baron stealer right now <laughs> yeah or just like fucking sneaky two-man dragon with your jungler at like yeah. level two it has like a long ass <laughs> cooldown but like if you have like your smite plus your e combo is like 2500 burst right now like that's insane right you, you have fucking Five hundred thousand years of game development experience. Like they're definitely gonna cap it next week. Like for sure, yeah, right? Like yeah. there's like people are like, oh, Rel Jungle is like gonna be playable. It's just, no, they're just gonna remove it. <laughs> well, I think Rel Jungle like is intended to be playable, yeah. but like that that part of it needs to not exist. Yeah, it's literally they just um, forgot. There's no way they didn't just forget, right? <laughs> so without further ado, the wall of patrons, starting with a. Aaron, actually Yordle, Adrian, Adrian, sadly not Joshua, Alex, Elise, 
Andrew, Angel Holic, Arks Knight, Armis, Arsonist, Austin, Blabby Jags, Blooper, Boba Solo, Brady, Breedable Soraka, Brian, Brosif, Brybump, Camiril, Chaz, Cheese for Real, Chizix, Coastal Toast, Colton, Dabular, Danman96, David the Deadly Tiger Ghost Leal, Dikar, Decopa, Dikaris, Diggity Daxter, Dr. Libby, Don't Be Creative, Dr. Coconuts, Dr. Herfurfurfur, Dragoon, Drew, Dylan, Eva Unit, Finner, Foxloaf, Frozen Ninja, Gabriel, Gun Bunny Knight 119, Gunner, H Fire, Hugabine, Herx 21, I Cosplay Gragas, Jake, Jamal, Jody, J Picante, Jeff, Jesse, Jesse, Jigmink, Joby, John, Josh, 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 Joshua, Josh, Josh Plank, Joshua, Calzafar, Katie, Chaos, Kevin, Kevin, Kieran, Clon Amy, Koi the Monkey Boy, Conrad, Crambone, Landon, Leafide, League Saint, aka Matt, aka Jocklecock Grande, Lacona, Lispsync, Little Peepee, Lucas, Madeline, Man Mannington, Marshall, Mary Makes No Sense, Matt, Max and Mox, Michael, Mishke, uh, Milkman, Monty, Mr. Ginger, Muse Guy, My Balls, Your Gin, Mystic Rune, Nathan, Nikoj, Nicole, Noah, NYC Poem, Oklahoman 10, Oscar, Panda Bear 9, Papakush Ivern, Pards Bay, Pocky, Raphael Walter, uh, Rattlesnake Jake, Reckless Viper 99, Red Lefty, Rugby Ninja 7, RJ, Ryan, Ryan, Sejuani's Baby Daddy, Seth, Shark is Suffering, Skidplate 2222, Skydrill, Stew, Stewart, Sunny, Sunny, Swiggy, T-Hubs, Thane, The Last Samurai, Thomas, Titties and Biddies, Discotlum, Ty, Ty, Wallace, Womper, Wolf, Wolfie, Wyatt, X Strong, X Walford, Yumi with a Gun, Zach, Xiaoman, and Womper. Aiden, I got a bone to pick with you. What? Why 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 is Womper not with the other W's? Uh Womper. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. At the very end, it's oh. everything's alphabetical and it's just W, 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 X, 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 Z, 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 and an extra W at the end. I bet I typed it and like I didn't know where it went and I went, oh, I must have not typed anywhere. <laughs> but I typed it there. <laughs> well, Womper, you have to stay no on there worries. for now. Oh, yeah, there's just two of them. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> hey, thanks to all of you guys uh, for your continued ongoing support of LeeCast. It means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. And Fuck, I was supposed to talk about the, the fucking tournament I'm running. Fuck, that's oh. all right. Uh, I'll talk about that. Uh, I might I might just add it to the beginning. Either I'm running a tournament. I'll, I'll talk about it at the beginning. <laughs> okay. I'll edit it. Uh, um, cool. Uh, I'll run through our plugs really quick. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can email us at mail at leaguecastpodcast.com. If you want to watch us on Twitch, you can watch us at twitch.tv slash kinglardo, bluebasket, and leaguecastfrost. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at leaguecast. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash leadcast. You can visit our website, leadcastpodcast.com. Join our Discord, discord.gg slash leadcast. Um, and then support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leadcast. Lots of fun stuff on there. Um, thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.